You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with clients in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe like the West End in London, Australia, collegiate theaters across the US, etc. We are your one-stop shop for all things fitness and theater. Head on over to builtforthestage.com to start your one-week free trial where you'll work one-on-one with me on an interactive fitness app, billforthestage.com. All right, let's get on to our special guest. As always, special guest, excited for this one. Um, love the show. I've seen it on Broadway and uh, on the West End, and uh, the music is just, you know, you're at, a, you're at a concert, and you're just watching these fabulous performers sing their faces off. Uh, our guest is making or did make their Broadway debut. They're an alternate uh, in the cast of Six, the musical. Please welcome to Bill for the Stage podcast, Christina Leopold. <laughs> How are you? Happy Tuesday. It's your day off, you just said. Amazing. Yes, we love the day off. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time on your day off to... Uh, to say hello and to chat with us. I see a piano and a guitar behind you. Are are you <laughs> is this you? Are you a musician of this of this sort? You play piano and guitar? Piano's there, guitar not so much. Um used mm. to be a violinist. That was my MO. Yeah, but this is a roommate's situation. So. Got it, got it, got it. Oh wait, so before we jump on to the hot seat, tell me about the violin. When did you start that? Yeah, I started playing in fourth grade um, and then played like through, I guess, through high school um, and then stopped, you know, as college happened and I was double majoring and killing myself (laughs) doing that. So it kind of fell to the wayside. But I used to play like in church a lot during that time. So but I haven't picked it up in a while. So I need to get back on it. Okay, got it. Got it. Uh, You grew up in L.A., yeah? Yes. Yeah. What's that like? growing up in LA, you know, many people will move to LA, New York city, yada, yada, but what's the experience Mm -hmm. as a kid in LA? Yeah. I mean, I love LA. Uh, I'm like in the County, but I live, uh, I grew up in Claremont, California, which is like in the inland empire. Um, so still the County, but not like LA proper. 
Um, so it's just a cute little suburban college town. I don't know. So I miss it a lot. I miss having a car. I miss being able to drive everywhere. Um, we don't love LA traffic, but you know, I'll, I'll take it for my alone time in the car. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so it was quite a, quite a jarring experience moving out to New York to do this, but yeah. Got it. All right, cool. That's actually prompting me to one of our hot seat questions, something you just mentioned. So I'm going to get into okay. it here in a second. So we're jumping on the BFTS hot seat. Going to cue some music here. Here we go. All right. First question, something you said there, that alone time in the car. Obviously, yeah. a lot of us will listen to music while in the car. What's one song like you wake up and you're like, I just need something to vibe. I need like something to get me going. What's like one of those songs that you're always going to play? Oof. So I'm a church girl. So it would certainly be any kind of gospel, like Kirk Franklin, like bumping gospel music, anything like that. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. If you were in a time machine and you had your little back to the future, uh, if you will, computer in front of you, which decade and place would you go to? Oh, gosh. I know. That's so hard. <laughs> That's hard because I think I'd have to switch bodies. Like if I was no longer black, like then I would have unlimited options, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, so maybe I'd say the fifties. <laughs> okay. Um, oh gosh. I don't know. I'd love to go to some speakeasy in the fifties. Mm, like, mm. uh, I couldn't tell you exactly where, but something like that. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 If you could have dinner with anyone, uh, alive, mm or passed away, which, who would you have dinner with? Probably her name is Melba Bills. She was one of Little Rock Nine, which was like one of the first non-kids to integrate the first high school ever uh, after Brown versus Board of, Board of Education. So I would love to just sit down with her and ask her about her experiences. And I love her book, Warriors Don't Cry. So I'd love to talk to her, yeah. Okay, amazing. Say her name one more time. Melba Beals. Okay, Melba Beals. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to put that in the description of this episode. So if anyone wants to check, you said the book, yeah? The title? Yeah, Warriors Don't Cry. All right, cool. I'm going to put that. So if anyone wants to uh, check that out, go ahead. All right. Uh, continuing on with the hot seat, if you could have uh, your dream job besides being a performer, what would like a, a dream job be? So I am fascinated by the human body. Okay. Uh, for a long time, I really wanted to do autopsies. <laughs> um, like I love anatomy and like dissecting. So that would certainly be it. I just was like, I'm not majoring in biology. So that's why we ended up here instead. Okay, okay, cool. All right, last question on the hot seat. You turn on the TV and mm -hmm. a movie is on the TV. What is that one movie or one of the movies that like you just can't turn off? Like, oh, I got to stop and watch this. Any Star Wars film. Okay, here we go. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so you're a Star Wars fan. All right, so you're off the hot seat. Congratulations. But we're still going to we're still going to jump into the Star Wars thing. When did that happen? My Star Wars obsession? Yeah, how, did someone like influence you into that when you were younger or like it just you just chose for yourself where you're like i love star wars yeah i think like when the prequels were coming out i had a friend who was like we're gonna watch them all 
um, or when the last prequel was coming out. So then sat down, watched them in like cinematic order, not release order. Mm. Um, and I loved it. And I got super into the how it was made technology side of it and learned way too much about what they used to make a sound for the TIE fighter engine or whatever. So I just kind of became obsessed and R2-D2 is my best friend. So <laughs> we you love have, it. Do you have like an RT, uh, R2-D2 book bag or anything like that? Or like a... Um, 100%, yes. Do you, do you do? <laughs> I really do. I have the mug as well. Like we're we're a big fan of the droids. Yeah. Got it. Okay, <laughs> so y'all are besties. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, get into like little backstory. So you're in LA, you uh, start with the violin in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. You're, are you singing at church or are you doing that when you're younger? Like when does like singing and yeah, when does that happen? Singing was like always a thing that I enjoyed doing. Um, my mom always was like playing musicals and, you know, taking me to go see musicals uh, growing up but I didn't have like, I want to do that until probably like eighth grade, which was, or seventh grade rather. I was in an English class and we got extra credit if we went to go see like the show at the local playhouse or whatever, wow. in which Derek Klena was starring, which is crazy. Like we're from the same hometown area. So I saw that show and I was like, uh oh, I might want to I want to do this. Um, and then I took an aptitude test as well. And it was like, you should sing in musicals, like literally. No. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. So then it became singing alongside acting and dancing. And now it feels weird to do singing by itself without acting and dancing. So yeah, it, that's how it. they all married together. Okay. So you mentioned your mom, she's into mm -hmm. the arts a lot. Was she like a big influential mm -hmm. person when it came to that? when you were growing up? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, we're big Sound of Music household, so uh, my mom always being advised me, and um, I don't know, always something was playing, so, and she did, like, choir when she was younger, and so she sings. I love her voice. Um, she'd never, like, she's very shy. Like, she would never, you know, put herself on stage, but um, totally, she was a big influence. She always says, like, I may have put the gifts there, but, like, I don't know where you got the outgoingness to like go out and do that in front of all those people. Cause like she, she could never or would never, but yeah. Uh, is that organic for you? Uh, or did someone else give you like influence you to have the courage to just, you know, put your talents on display? I think I've always been, I guess more so as a child, you know, before like inhibitions and insecurities kick in, I was like super outgoing and I think I had gotten into theater soon enough in that before like the outside world me became shy. Mm. <laughs> and then I think theater was always kind of the outlet for that outgoing, like I can just be me and completely me and feel free on stage. And Got if it. we're shy off stage, doesn't matter because that's my time to be free. Okay. So would you consider yourself an introverted extrovert? Is that you? I am an extroverted introvert. Oh, okay. So I'm literally like 51% introvert and like 49% extrovert. So I really need my alone time, but like, I love a small group setting. <laughs> like I will take, I'll take all of that, but parties and big events, like certainly overwhelm me and I need to recharge afterwards. Right, right. Okay. I'm the same way. Uh, okay, cool. I'm Okay. So how do you tap into 
how do you tap into the courage? Like, cause you mentioned when I was younger, I was, mm -hmm. you know, outgoing and didn't think twice about, you know, putting on a show. But then as you grow older, insecurities, mm -hmm. uh, just all of that starts to kick in. How do you on a daily basis, like, how do you overcome that? What is it about yourself or your commitments, talents, et cetera? What gets you through that? Like, I don't know, self-sabotaging, if you will, of like telling yourself not to do it. Yeah. Uh, lots of therapy <laughs> for one. We love, I love my life coach madly. Um, she has saved the day. Uh, and, uh, lots of affirmations, lots of knowing that, like telling myself you was kind, you was smart, you was important. And, mm -hmm. and knowing that I bring something to the table when I enter a room and saying things that sound crazy coming out of your mouth, but like things that you need to say, like I'm a gift to whoever's in my presence, you know, like mm -hmm. things like that, just a lot of self affirmations to put on that, that bold face to get out there and be courageous. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's one thing about being a a gift in the presence of others. What about like not to pry or be like overly personal, no, no. but like things you're working on or did work on that was like really helpful to your day to day that maybe other people listening now could benefit from. Yeah. Um, I think a lot was focused on being comfortable in my own skin. I think like I'm a very ethnically mixed person. So I am black, white, and there's a touch of Asian in there as well. So, um, but certainly like I'm more black presenting, I guess. So post 2020 was like a very weird seat to sit in, um, with like, am I in a room full of black people where it is my job as a mixed individual to amplify their voices? Or am, am I in a room full of white people where it's my job to speak up? Um, so it was like a weird, like juxtaposition. So I think, my life coach helped me to be like comfortable and know what value I bring to the rooms that I'm in. Um, yeah, I think in social dynamics, uh, I learned a lot about how to do relationships healthier. Um, I kind of was always somebody that was like, here's all the things that have happened to me in my life and like all this trauma and would just like throw it out there and be like, now would you like to be my friend? Instead of like, Christina, like we don't need to be doing that. Like uh, you're worth somebody's time and uh you bring value to the rooms that you're in and somebody's lucky to be your friend. So we can go forward in the relationship and learn what their favorite color is first before we're be like, this is what happened to me, you know? So yeah, um that's been significantly helpful in creating relationships full of people that value me and honor me. Um and just how I've Feel, and making me feel comfortable in every room that I walk into. Nice. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So you, you joined uh, in that same light. You joined the cast in December, which means just a little bit before that, at some point you were auditioning mm-hmm. for this show to get this track mm-hmm. to make your debut. What from your your life coach and these these sessions and things you've learned did you take into that audition process with you when maybe sometimes when the stakes are high, people can lose themselves, if you will, during mm-hmm. that during that time? Yeah. yeah. Well, precursor to that is anytime you're flying out for a New York callback is like very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my first time flying out to New York to do a callback. I did not go to an initial call for six. So the first time they saw me was for an invited callback, um, which was very like to get on that plane and book the hotel room. And that creates the high stakes, right? So I think with the help of humans in my life, in addition to my life coach, I just kind of have started saying you're welcome instead of thank you when I walk into an audition room. Like you're welcome. I showed up and I'm everything that wanted you're welcome like here um so just kind of putting on that like boss mentality um in something that's that intimidating where it's like this just I'll just treat it like it's my first rehearsal and take the stakes out of it because I definitely was like okay we've just spent a lot of money to come out here and no guarantee of a job and if I could be here just one day and get cut. I could be here all three days over the next week that they want me here. Like, it's just a lot to think about. So to take the pressure off, I was like, well, you're welcome. I showed up and it's just a rehearsal. So I'm just here to have fun and like learn some show choreo and yeah, yeah, just kind of like be comfortable in my own skin and take my own control in the environment where you have none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, how was it? How many do you, you cover multiple tracks? Yes. Okay. Yes. How, uh, how many of the queens do you cover? I cover three. Okay, so three. I know half of that show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the reason I wanted to ask was going into it, had you taken on such a uh, a role or or requirement where you had to learn as many songs and and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yes and no. So the what I was doing before this, I just got home May of last year, and I was seen in for six within the week that I got home. But I was working in Hong Kong for about two years. I was at Hong Kong Disneyland and I was doing the Lion King show there. So I played Nala for like the first year and a half. And then uh, they changed my contract to be a Rafiki uh, contract, which I was like, what me? Like I was so shocked. Like that's a lot of songs. And then for a while there I was doing both. So I was like kind of a weird swing. Um, but I had already known Nala for so long that it was like, oh, I'm just learning a new role. And I pretty much know it because I've been doing the show for so long. So that was like the closest thing I'd ever gotten to doing two lead roles. Um, but six is an entirely different <laughs> beast. It is much more material, um, much more singing. And every time you go on that stage, you are a lead, you are a principal. So it's not like I've done ensemble where I've understudied a lead. Like I've done that, but this where you're just, you are covering three principal tracks that are all equal in weight and time uh, Mm -hmm. given to your queen specifically. I had never done anything to that degree before. Yeah. How about, okay. So I've, for me, I would feel like the most scared about 
the harmonies more than singing like the principles like main songs because when you're Correct. when you're in the <laughs> when you're in the ensemble as an underfetti you might have to you know uh shuffle around your harmonies depending on which track you're on but there's not mm-hmm. a ton of pressure because you also have the rest of the ensemble singing with you but mm-hmm. when y'all are just kind of like carrying your own line most of the time yeah how is how was that process Oh, it's cute. It's really cute. Um, so <laughs> I, my, the musical, uh, supervisor, Roberta says like, I've got it the worst because I have Aragon who is on the very bottom. I have par who's dead in the middle and I have Seymour who's second from the top. So none of my parts intersect at any point in the show. <laughs> um, so I'm always like, okay, who am I today? And just the first, the first, note of the show is us just saying the word live and holding it out but i'm always like standing there in the dark being like who am i like just trying to remember who i am Mm -hmm. um so the harmonies is hard thankfully i do love music and like i read music and i'm very like music nerd so that helped a lot with the harmonies we also have alternate rehearsals fairly regularly um, we play harmony roulette where like our MD will be like, you're Seymour and you're par and you're da da da. Like, we're just going to play a part of the show and you're going to sing your harmony to make sure that we know it. So those are helpful as well to keep track of who we are that day and what it's going to be. But it is a, it is a challenge for sure. Got it. How often do you have the rehearsals? Uh, they are every Thursday, which is, uh, much more than like a normal, alternate or understudy rehearsal. Um, but I, I get it because it is, we are principals every time we go on and there's no hiding. Like there's no, like, can I go off stage real quick and look at my script? Like there's none of that. Mm. Like you, we are on stage the entire show. Um, so you gotta, you gotta just really know it. So I understand. And I appreciate that it keeps them fresh in our minds. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing I didn't think about you y'all don't leave the stage um no (laughs) so maybe six is like arguably the hardest show to be an understudy or cover because there is no referring to your script off stage like you're just saying Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'll give it to us because we do have a unique role like a lot of people that swing are doing like so many more roles than us but they're like ensemble tracks you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like, okay, what side of the stage is this choreo instead of like, whose personality am I today? <laughs> like who, um, I don't know, what lead character am I today? Which I think makes it a lot more challenging and things that people I don't think maybe would know just by watching the show is like every pose in the show is choreographed. Um, mm. They're all very intricate and tiny differences and that we call them bams because the music always mm. goes bam like every time that we hit a pose. So mm. um, those are all super choreographed. So that's what I'm always like going over bams for. So I don't know. It is it is a different challenge. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Last question on six. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. track that you cover? You know, I feel like every time I go on for a new one, I'm like, oh, surely that's my favorite. Um, so like I got to do pretty much all three in the last like week and a half, um, which is pretty normal. We do go on a lot. Um, so that's something I'm very thankful for, but I don't know. I think they all encompass different things that I do well. Like Aragon is certainly like 
where I just get to be really sassy and just come out there and do this like niche thing that's mm-hmm. quirky and funny. And I like doing Seymour is like super emotional. Um, and I love getting to sing Heart of Stone, especially being the only black Seymour on Broadway. Like I take mm-hmm. that, I take that honor very heavily. I also would create the first black cast, all black cast ever of the show should also the Howard call out. Um, Cause we do have a black girl that covers Howard. Mm-hmm. So that's very special to know that in that track, I could make that show history, history, as we say. Yeah. Um, and I think par is kind of like most of the things I do well. So when people come to the show, I'm like, oh, you ought to see par. Cause that was like, you know, the most well-rounded, I think of all three of the tracks that I have, but they're all kind of like my children at this point. And I, they always come around right when I'm like needing some, like I did Aragon yes or two days ago on Sunday night. And I kind of needed some sass cause I'd done Seymour for a whole weekend the week before. So it was like, they all come around right when I want them, which yeah. is nice. Okay. So aside from six, how do you, or what do you do on a daily or maybe a weekly basis to find a moderation to life? So it's not mm-hmm. just six, the musical. Yeah. Um, so this took a lot of chat with my life coach as I was like, I don't know how to create routine when my job is the antithesis of that. Um, and I don't know who I'm going on for. I'm waiting all day to get a text to see if I'm going to go on. It's just like a lot of up in the air and I'm somebody that's a planner. <laughs> so I think about the time you had messaged me a while back, I was like, how do I incorporate my workouts again? Like, I feel so out of place. Like, what do I do? The show for me is not as challenging physically as like Lion King was. So I'm like not getting the cardio that I normally would get. I'm not doing it every day the way I was with Lion King. So like, what do I do? Um, so you would message me and like, try this program out. And I was like, okay, good. And that was like a good jump start into like my workouts, which do make me feel very good. And like, I'm an athlete at heart. I was an athlete growing up. So my body enjoys feeling active and strong and, you know, so that's, helped a lot um inserting workouts into my day um can you can i pause can just for the the um enlightenment to the audience and their Mm -hmm. hopefully inspiration for them what specifically are things that like what does make what is made better by you being physical in in training or your, your, your mindset or like, how is your show affected? Like what kind of specific Mm -hmm. things are you like, Hey, I'm really seeing the benefits from this. Yeah. Um, certainly just physically I see benefits. I think especially because I'm off stage, it does help to be consistently moving every day because you just, you never know when you're going to go in. I don't want to be caught being like, Oh, I've not moved in a week. And now I have to do Aragon, which is a 17 pound costume with the most squats in the show, like why they gave it to that track. Couldn't tell you, but they did bless them. Um, so I have to be literally weighted. So I do on, I've got some weighted vests that help and they give them to us in rehearsals as well so that we can prepare for that. But that way my knees and my quads aren't caught off guard. Um, when I have to do that track. Uh, so that helps for sure. It helps make the show easier because I'm an athlete minded person and my body likes feeling active. I'm such a mesomorph. Like she loves building muscle. (laughs) Um, so it helps me to feel like I'm in character for my body, what my body wants, um, which is to be active. So 
yeah, I guess it takes away a little bit of the, am I ready to go in today? Uh, because I know that my body's in shape. I've been doing what I need to do. I've been eating the way that I need to eat and I'm ready at any time to go in and I'm not going to be super winded or puffed going into the show because I've just done a 30 minute hit workout that was like mm. maybe more challenging than what I just did in the show. So mm. it helps for conditioning for sure. Got it. Got it. Got it. What, uh, what sports did you play growing up? Is you saying you were an yeah. athlete? Yeah, I was a big track and basketball gal, um, which I miss a lot, but I'm not like we mourned the loss of the athlete, <laughs> Christina, who was a very aggressive <laughs> into it person. And now we save that competitive energy specifically for auditions. And that's the only time we let her emerge, um, which I think is healthier. But yeah, I was big, 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 big track and basketball was like wanting to go to college for them. But I was like, you know what? I'd love to double major. So I was like, I don't think I have time to be a student athlete on top of 20 credits a semester. So mm -hmm. that's where we ended up with that. And that's when athlete Christina went to go die for a little while. So I love how you brought up the competitiveness for the audition process. I mm -hmm. think as a former athlete, there's uh, a quite a bit of an advantage like mindset wise to that mm -hmm. when auditioning, because, you know, maybe typically a lot of the times uh, as performers, maybe we didn't have that experience growing up. So the mm -hmm. competitive nature of it might not seem natural. So for you, yeah. like, how does it remain healthy for you where you like mm -hmm. allow it to help you instead of work against you? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think so with basketball specifically, I was a point guard, but then like, was a two or a one on defense because I was a stealer. Like I was always stealing the ball for a fast break. That was like my gig. That's what I did. Mm. So even still, like my parents, when I was younger would say like, go swipe that ball because that would kind of like, I, they, they said there was just this different energy that would come out of me when <laughs> I was wanting to swipe the ball. So now even if you scroll back to my text messages from my parents, as I was walking into the audition room for six, you will see a text from my mom that says, swipe that ball. Mm. So like it, it's so helpful to just tap into that one thing to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go get this and this is mine um, and just take it. So that, that's how it, but then we only let it, like, we just let the cap up for just one second and then we put it back on and be like, okay, we're calm, we're cool, collected and all of that. But it's, it's nice to have that extra, extra gear to tap into when I need to just like, go take it you know absolutely amazing okay we're gonna we're gonna cap it there i, I love that you cool. gotta take it people if you want yeah. it no one's no one's gonna grab it for you except yourself so go out there and do what you gotta do go get it okay christina thanks so much for spending the time with me on bill for the stage podcast appreciate you yeah. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, everyone that's listening, that was Christina Leopold. Make sure you go to Instagram and give Christina a follow at TinaPold24. I'll put that in the description of this episode. Um, yeah, so follow along with her journey. Congrats again. If you haven't seen Six yet, wow, it's an amazing show. If you just want to like, I don't know, have your jaw dropped, have your foot tap in and have some laughs along the way. Uh, Six is a great show to go see, so make sure you go support. I'm Joe Roscoe at Bill for the Stage. Actors or athletes, train like one.
Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.